What is going on, Phillies Nation? Welcome on into tonight's Phillies game recap. Tonight, the Phillies start a four-game series down in South Florida against the Miami Marlins, and they would fall in game one, four to three, to raise the concerns yet again, not only on the season, but the whole mantra of the, the struggles against the Miami Marlins, which just absolutely makes no sense. And I, I hear the concerns. You guys know me. I'm not ready to get that, that worried about the Philadelphia Phillies, but this is now three straight losses and a 4-3 game where, look, uh, the main, the concerns are, are still here that we've had in the last series against the New York Mets. We all know how that series went down. You really started off cold with the bats in all three of those games. You didn't get quality starting pitching. And today, again, the bats were not hitting on all cylinders. You had three runs off of 11 hits. You, you were two for seven with batters in scoring situations. And... Again, these bats just are it's going to take some time for them to get into the groove of things. But the struggles are definitely there. And I'm not I'm we'll, we'll get to we'll break that all down. But that's really one of the big main storylines. And I don't want to take anything away from Sandy Alcantara, who started this game off not on the right note in that first inning. And I really felt like he bounced back with six and the third innings pitch, allowing seven hits two earned runs. He had five K's. He just had some command following that first inning up until he left with uh, six and, and third innings into his start. Um, but on the other side, besides the hitting, the main concern has been the starting pitching, and this was one of the concerns going into the season. But following the Aaron Nola debacle that we saw last night, or sorry, yesterday afternoon in Philadelphia, um, today we get uh, Kyle Gibson rolling through three, and then the fourth inning comes in. And he finishes the game four and two-thirds pitch, allowing five hits, four earned runs. He did have six strikeouts. And like I mentioned, it was a strong start that just kind of fell apart. Uh, he would lose command after that third inning, and he really just started going away from what was working. He was throwing that those cutters and that fastball in those first three innings. And then all of a sudden, he starts to get all fancy on us. He stirs a curveball that just is hanging down the center of the plate and Garrett Cooper is just going to rock that ball, and that's what he did. Nails his bad boy out in left field, hits hits the uh, wall in the in the uh, I guess it was the main platform of this the left field uh, um, area, and that got the score tied up there, and it all kind of fell through. You had a, a Wendell double that brought in San uh, Garcia and Sanchez, and that was that would that would be his day um, as as he would go four and two third innings. And it really was just a downfall following the third inning in the fourth and in the, the two thirds that he was able to pitch there. But following that, you got a, you had a third of an inning uh, that uh, Andrew Bellotti. We saw both of the new pitchers that were called up as we talked about yesterday's recap. Um, we sent down Connor Brogdon and Damon Jones to Triple A, and then uh, Andrew Bellotti was one that was announced this morning. But we heard James Norwood getting brought back into Philadelphia as well. He gave you an inning. You had a really strong seventh inning by Brad Hand, and Corey Knable had a strong ninth inning. And a tip of the cap to Bryce Harper with a clutch catch in the bottom. I'm in the bottom of the eighth inning, or I'm sorry, yeah, no, sorry, in the bottom of the eighth inning. That would end the inning. Bryce Harper with a clutch catch, looking like Devontae Smith out there. Um, but the this the, there's definitely some concerns with the Philadelphia Phillies. But no panicking. No panicking, right, guys? What's going on? We got YouTube. We got Twitter. We got Facebook. We got TikTok in the building. Thank you so much, everyone, tuning on into this Phillies game recap. Again, guys, you can drop your comments in the comment section if you would like. 
Um, we'll be answering those as as we go on here. I see NY Central's in the chat. What's going on? It's good to see. I haven't heard from NY Central in a long time. It's good to see him. Once it's baseball season, I know he's cranking with the with his with his Yankees. There, it's good to see you. What's up, TikTok? We see you guys in the chat as well. Right now, in the in the comment section, we do have the link to come on here to come coming backstage. Give me your thoughts today. I know a lot of you guys are panicking and freaking out. If you guys are feeling that way, then definitely come on in TikTok. If you want to come on in YouTube, just head on over to the link that's in my bio and you can get come right on to YouTube and copy and paste that bad boy there. All right. So here's the thing. The bats did start off strong in this game. In the first inning, you start off this game with a huge bang from Kyle Schwarber. Everyone's been talking all this crap on Kyle Schwarber, and, I, and I'm going to get to Kyle, my full thoughts on Kyle Schwarber in a second, but he smacks one in the center field that creates a double, and that's how you start off a game. A nice double from Kyle Schwarber. Here we go. This is exactly what we need. Following that, you get a JT Romuto single. You get a Bryce Harper sacrifice fly. That brings in Kyle Schwarber, and boom, right off the bat in the first inning with one out, you have a one nothing lead over the Miami Marlins. Here we go. Same thing that happened against the New York Mets in yesterday's game happened in today's game. You hit, you had uh, following that, you had a Cassiano's line uh, line drive out uh, in left field, and then Hoskins strikes out. It wasn't a strong outing for Reese Hoskins either, and that would end the inning. And that was definitely, definitely not what we had anticipated for sure. Um, but Alca following that first inning, following that first run he allowed, Sandy Alcantara would bounce back there for sure. But let's get to the Kyle Schwarber point because I keep hearing everyone's concerns and everyone's frustrations with Kyle Schwarber. Uh, I've heard the outlandish takes that he needs to he, he he needs to be sad, he needs to be benched. He was a waste of money, which is way too early for that. But the struggles are frustrating and they are prevalent. We see it. We know he is struggling. And from what I'm seeing right now, Kyle Schwarber at the at the plate, he's just doing too much. He's swinging at everything, and when they're not throwing fastballs at it, he's just like, okay, what the fuck do I do? Just swing, just swing, just swing. And that's when you get just terrible at-bats or he's getting struck out. Uh, he's 3 of 27 on the season. So I, I hear you guys. He's not hitting the ball well whatsoever, but what we do need to remember, and we discussed this in yesterday's game recap, Kyle Schwarber is not a player you brought in for the month of April, May. He brought him in for the, the the heart of summer, the leading up to the playoffs. That is when Kyle Schwarber is at his best. So I'm not concerned at what he is doing right now. Um, but he will get better as time goes on. But something has to give. Something definitely has to give. Um, and then, of course, today... The issue really with the bats over the last three games, this three-game losing streak, has been the problem with, obviously, your leadoff guy, Kyle Schwarber, has not been performing, but also the bottom of the rotation has been a problem as well. When you have guys like Bryson Stott, Alec Bohm, Matt Beerling, and obviously, when, I'm, when I speak of Alec Bohm, I'm talking about that Monday night game, which we'll, we'll, we'll discuss about Alec Bohm later on. But Stott, Beerling, Schwarbs really has been an issue you know when you're starting leading off in the inning and you got stot or or one inches at, at, luckily bottom or yeah the, the top of the ninth inning joe girardi decided to sub out mount veerling and put in, put in alec Bohm. that was a good move by joe girardi but when you have the bottom of that bottom of that batting order really just not doing anything and then you go off to the leadoff spot he's not doing anything 
that has been an, a definite concern for the Phillies. And Matt Veerling has been super frustrating at this start of the season as well. 0 for 15 this year. He doesn't even have a single hit to start off. And oh, by the way, today he has a full blunder where in the bottom of the third and bottom of the fourth inning, Sanchez hits a triple. And this could have been prevented if Matt Veerling would have treated that ball like a professional center fielder that he is supposed to be playing. He misreads it, and Sanchez is just hauling ass at third base. And that was a huge play because you know why? Two batters later, you had Wendell who brought him in Sanchez and Avila Garcia. And there you go. That was that was enough to pull Kyle Gibson out. And Kyle Gibson definitely could thank Matt Beerling for allowing him to, to do that to, to his start. And guys, here's the bigger picture. Matt Beerling sucking right now, sucks at the moment, but looking down the line, you got Odubo Herrera getting himself ready in assignment down in Clearwater. And the problem is, is that we want Mickey Moniak to take that center field position, at least get an opportunity to show Joe that he can be the everyday center fielder. But with the way that they're both injury timetables are aligned, you're going to get a double back out there before Matt, before Mickey Moniak. And we know how a double is. A double is a very hot and cold type of batter. He makes some mistakes out in the outfield, but sometimes his bat kind of covers up the, the lack of, of, of IQ out in outfield. And that is the concern right now is that Matt Veerling is not doing enough to keep Odubel off. And once that time comes, Odubel is going to get an opportunity and you're going to see Odubel out there. But it, this is, this has definitely been an issue until then you're going to guys, you're going to keep putting Matt Veerling out. You're going to continue seeing Simon uh, Muziati as well. And it, it, the center field has definitely been an issue. And that's why you're batting those guys, either Simon or Matt. They're getting batted at, at the end of the rotation. And that's it, it's definitely uh, been a pro uh, problem to say the least. Absolutely, guys. Um, so obviously, Gene Segura was not going to uh, be playing in this game, but we would like for him to come back. I, we talked about it yesterday. He got hit in the forearm. Um, but when we're looking, I do think that when it comes to the leadoff position, you're going to I hear you guys and everyone wants Matt uh, Schwab's out. I could see him being replaced for just a time, a short time period. I want to wait till Gene Segura comes back healthy. Either put Gene and look, guys, this isn't as crazy as, as it sounds. Possibly JT Real Muto, who, by the way, had a fantastic game here tonight Four hits. He was he was perfect on the day. He was absolutely perfect, and this was his first four game, uh, four hit game as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. And so, right now, when I'm looking at a possible, just a, just a small substitution, a small replacement for a short period of time at the leadoff spot, possibly Gene Segura or JT Romuto For now, I would like to slide uh, Kyle Shore back down to uh, the second hole at least. I, I'm, I, we're not putting him back down to the bottom, guys. Relax. Just because he's in a little bit of a slump, this does not mean you take him completely down. Just move him out in a different spot. Maybe that shakes things up. Maybe that wakes him up as well. He's going to be fine. Kevin Long knows Kyle Schwarber. He got a lot out of Kyle Schwarber last year with the Washington Nationals in a short period of time there. So I'm not concerned there. But if, if I will say this, and I'll put this ultimatum, if Kyle Schwarber continues batting the way he has been, 
let's say until game three of this series, then game four on wheels day, Sunday, Easter Sunday, we'll put in, we'll put in uh gene or, or JT pass. I would prefer gene Segura at the leadoff spot for now to see if we can just shake this batting lineup up because obviously it's been cold. The pa- this isn't just the, the past three games. Uh, it's it's been since that final game against Oakland where you've had these bats cold. So definitely shaking things up would not hurt this team whatsoever. Alec Bohm has been a topic of discussion a lot as well with Phillies Nation. And today in the substitution role comes in in the ninth inning for Matt Beerling to lead things off and off of a cutter at doing a great job of just sticking with it, staying strong with the swing and cutting it past first base and gets himself a single to get on the board. And that was that was definitely great to see seeing Alec Bohm in a key situation right there with everything he's been going through. We we've even discussed the the, the whole um, standing ovation, the whole I fucking hate this place. And for him in a crucial spot again, coming up big with the big single to start off the inning. That was definitely huge. Of course, you had um, Kyle, Kyle Schwarber freaking grounds out you had a jt uh jt rural muto single and then with a man on first and second bryce harper unfortunately flew out to kind of end this game and that was the ninth inning but seeing alec boom start off with the bang helping this team's get just needed one run in the in that final inning and seeing him taking advantage of the situation was definitely big as well what do we do with alec boom this is the million dollar question what do we do with alec boom right now because what we got in alec boom is a young prospect who obviously is a defensive liability to the point where you can't even play him out there. And now he did, however, take some ground outs before in batting practice today, and that was definitely encouraging to see. But how many batting practices, how many ground outs is he going to take until he can actually do that in a game situation? It's a mental. That is a complete mental thing. But it's interesting because the bat is swinging. The bat is actually really he's a I think believe what was he two he's a two twelve hitter of course I can I can double check on that but Alec Bohm is contributing to this team he's he's actually he's actually batting six sixty six but six sixty seven but it's again it's it's still really freaking early guys I believe Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber are batting in the in the hundreds as well so I digress there but Alec Bohm needs to needs a role on this team. Now, I've discussed it before, and I believe it was yesterday, in an opportunity where you were sitting Reese Hoskins because he did not like the matchup going up against Max Scherzer. I thought that was a perfect opportunity to try to put Alec Bohm at first base, and Joe Girardi did not did not go with it. And eventually, he would sub him in as an off, uh, as, as with the bat, with the, with the pinch hitter as well. But what do we do with him? Um, if you play him, at, it, I know they don't want to play him at first base. They tried it before last year. It didn't look, he didn't look much worse than Reese Hostel, I'll put it that way. But it's definitely like you got to try something different. You have a bat that can help you. Right now, the bats are cold. You got to try to find a way to fit Alec Bohm into this lineup. And no Phillies Nation, that does not mean you are starting Alec Bohm every day. But it is clear between Alec, Didi, Bryce, and, uh, and Johan Camargo. There is a rotation going on with those with those players. And so we need to find a way to put Alec Boom out there. If you put in Alec at first base, you can move uh, Reese Hoskins to DH. Yeah, guys, that would possibly mean you can try to start um, Castellanos and Schwarber out in the outfield with Bryce Harper. 
I think you're going to eventually have to try that because the other issue is at center field, <clears throat> excuse me, you're not getting production whatsoever. Not from a bat, not from a glove, whether it be uh, Simone or Matt Beerling. So you're going to have to try and trot out Schwarbs, or, and I, I would prefer Schwarbs out in center field over Castellanos, but you're going to have to try one of those two guys out in center field. Again, not an everyday uh, replacement, but every every now and then you can try that out. Obviously, Bryson Stott had another great defensive play today. Not so great at the bat, but he's, he's honestly helping himself to stay in this lineup. He started in second base here today with Gene Segura still out. And it's funny because I continue hearing the negative takes on Didi Gregorius. Like, <clears throat> there's still people clamoring Joe Girardi to sit this guy out. Guys, he's actually helping this lineup. He's two for four today. He gave you two hits. Two hits. He's been helping you out. He was a he really essentially got you the game winning double on Monday night in that crazy comeback against the New York Mets. Didi Gregorius, right now, it, he's not the problem. He's really not the problem. And I'm not saying that he will have boneheaded moves going down the line. Yeah, he will. But for right now, at the in the moment, you're sticking with Didi Gregorius. And, and I guess that means he's staying at shortstop because you're obviously not going to put him anywhere else. But look, besides the bats, I'm I'm not too concerned about the bats. You know, obviously the numbers are abysmal with the, the, the amount of hits we've been talking about with no runs being shown for it that's definitely that's just sucks that's just gut-wrenching but that's going to get that's going to change with time as it goes on but the what I'm more concerned about <clears throat> is the starting pitching the starting pitching remains to be the main concern despite what some of you guys think the main concern with the Philadelphia Phillies at the moment again you have another pitcher who is going looking strong through first couple of innings and in the midst of a moment something happens something clicks in their head and it just goes to shits this has now happened with nola this has now happened with gibson this happened with ranger suarez early on in the week as well on monday in that comeback that that happened to ranger suarez happened to zach afflin as well although zach went a little bit deeper and he looked a little bit stronger but my point is in the midst of a moment these guys are losing games and that is the issue for myself now, it's it's way too early to start looking at trade deadline time, but my prediction has always been that the Phillies will be buyers come trade deadline time, and the way it is looking like at the moment, the priority has to be another starting arm. I can't trust anyone in my rotation besides Zach Wheeler. Ranger Suarez, you guys know my love for him. I think he's great. I think he should be a part of this rotation. But he's still an un unknown. He really, he really is an unknown. Eflin, you, we all know his injury battles, his injury woes. We know that Aaron Nola is lacking something right now. His decline has really been the biggest disappointment with this Phillies pitching unit. And then, of course, Kyle Gibson is another kind of unknown. He's been an average above average pitching starting pitcher his whole career and even I mean, today and it, it, even his first start looked pretty solid but at today after three innings like why did you go away from what was what told you against Garrett Cooper let me throw this curveball like what 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 was the thought process in that and that really changed the whole game for Kyle Gibson just by that one pitch he lost the game right there 
So to me, the starting pitching has been the main concern with the Philadelphia Phillies. But at the end of the day, that is what we should be focusing more of our attention at. I keep seeing more and more the focus being the bats, everyone freaking out about the bats. It's not as it's not as good as we thought it would be. These guys, after six games, I already lost interest. I'm already giving up on the field. I can't believe I've seen all of that. And I saw someone also today saying, oh, I keep, thank God the Phillies are take, getting rid of Kyle Gibson. Like, the thing is, too, like the bullpen has been fantastic this season as well. Like, be, let's be honest. Where were we the past two seasons with this bullpen? You've been getting solid outings from your bullpen this entire season. And, you know, Brad, James Norwood's outing wasn't even terrible for that first inning, but Brad Hand and Corey Knebel, two guys you added from the offseason, looked really good today and have looked really good in the early parts of the season. But, like, we want to replace Aaron Nolan. We want to replace Kyle Gibson. We want to replace Zach Eflin. For what? What? what where are you going to get a starting, a starting pitch? Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I forgot that we have the Seattle Mariners or the Miami Marlins or the New York Mets farm system where you have pitchers galore that you can pick one like you're picking an apple from an orchard. No, we don't have the luxury of that. So your only hope is to continue the development and hoping that these guys can get back to trajectory of helping this team because this is what you have. Now, deadline's a different story. And like I said, it is way too early to start looking at the trade deadline. But for right now, we got to get the most out of Gibby, out of Nola as well. Now, tomorrow we'll see Zach Eflin and his outing against the Marlins. And you know what? He's actually, he actually has some solid numbers against the Miami Marlins. So that should definitely... Uh, be a different story, but and raises the other point: the the road, this like mental block that we have against the Miami Marlins. I don't know what it is. Over the past like five seasons, we struggle against the Marlins, and it's just it's it's like when the Sixers play the Raptors, it's like when the Flyers play the Islanders. You play against the Marlins. That's a scrappy bunch of ball players out there. So if you even if you have a four nothing lead in the eighth inning, you know that those guys are all it takes is one hit for everything to start rallying around. And these are the type of teams you need to beat. These are the type of series and matchups that are prepare you for the playoffs because you know why the Marlins, although the talent is definitely not there. Those are some dogs out there. Those are some scrappy dudes. The Jazz Chisholms of the world. The Miguel Rojas's of the world. I love this Avila Garcia guy as well. Sanchez plays with a little chip on his shoulder. Now, Jorge Soler, we were able to kind of quiet him down a little bit. That dude was killing us in that final series of the season against the Atlanta Braves. Now, a member of the Miami Marlins. But that's a team that's gonna, that you're going to struggle with. And think about how tough it is playing for the Miami Marlins. Like, you literally, every single game, whether there's five fans or 50,000 fans in the stands, you got to go out and you got to play hard. Most of the times, like if like tonight, actually, there was a good amount of Marlins fans, which I was honestly surprised. Typically, when the Phillies are down there, it's like, I would say, like a, like 14,000 fans and like 8,000 of, of those fans are Phillies fans. 2,000 are just like casual baseball fans. And then like the other 4,000 are, are Marlins fans. That's typically how it is down there. Oh, don't, when it's the Yankees or the Mets, forget about it. all those New York Ricans and all those New Yorkers down in South Beach. They're all going to those New York games down against the Marlins. And that is tough. 
And so those guys have a chip on their shoulder. Those guys really, honestly, have nothing to fight for, have nothing to play for. And so that's usually when you get a team at his most dangerous. Oh, by the way, Don Manley is, we've kind of forgot about him, but he's a pretty good manager. He, he, he really is a pretty good manager. But um, I want to say this. I see a lot of people panicking on the Phillies. You know, a lot of people think the season is over at three and four with seven games into a 162-game season. I, for one, am so happy that we're starting the season off slow because how many times in the past couple of seasons this team is is six and one, sweeping the Braves, looking great, and then we wind up just missing the playoffs, just under 500, about 500, or last year we finally got our, our first winning season in over 10 years. For once, we're starting off slow. You know what? I hope I hope we split the series against the Marlins. I do. Take that pressure off of us. Because you know why? It matters more to be win against the Miami Marlins in August and September than it is right now in 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 uh, April and May. So thank God we are starting this this uh, season off slow. Thank the Lord. Absolutely. All right, guys. Right now we're gonna uh, read some of these comments, questions, and concerns. Of course, guys. We're going to be answering all these comments and questions. So if you guys have any thoughts on today's Phillies and Marlins game, throw it in the comment section. And we do have the lines open. Backstage is open right now. If you guys want to come on in and give us your thoughts on tonight's Phillies and Marlins game, or if you want to talk some baseball, you're more than welcome to throw that comment in and talk to us as well. Come on over on YouTube. We got Ted. Ted is done with sports. Ted, we still listen. Everyone's freaking out right now. People are pessimistic over the Sixers series against the Raptors start that starts this upcoming weekend. People are bummed out that the Phillies are not starting off as quick as you may have wanted them to. By the way, you got an undefeated fucking team in Philadelphia called the Philadelphia Union. Have not lost a game in six six games this season, undefeated. So don't tell me that sports sucks in Philadelphia when you have an undefeated team that's literally the an elite of the elite in their league. What's going on? Change, what's happening, man? Change, I miss you, brother. I miss you, man. I haven't gone anywhere. I'm here. Where have you been? No, I'm just kidding, man. It's good seeing you, brother. What's happening, man? Uh, Trevor, we'll wake up and get some wins. I know. Uh, Trevor, that's what I'm talking about, Trevor. That is what I'm talking about. These, these suck. I'm not going to disagree. These definitely suck, but we're going to be okay. We're going to be all right. All right. Now, listen, stop worrying about the bats. Start worrying more about the pitching. That's all I'm going to say. What's going on? Phillies, what happened? Oh, listen, Mets Nation loves me. I Listen, am, am I, is my face on the side of City Field? Because you all have been loving my content lately. It, we have, we're past the Mets series. Like, Phillies Nation, we're past the Mets. We're on to the Miami Marlins. And y'all are still stuck on the Phillies. Y'all have opening day tomorrow in Queen, in Flushing, Queens. And yet, y'all are still worried about the Philadelphia Phillies. Talk about rent-free, y'all. Am I right? <laughs> Get Mickey Mantle. I would love Mickey Mantle. Because is Mickey Mantle available? Pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> no, not Roman Quinn. No. We're talking about talking about some, some cold bats. That bat has been stone-cold frozen for a for an entire MLB career. <laughs> Yo, he can play first. Who are you talking about who can play first? Roman Quinn probably can't play first. Roman Quinn probably is, should not be in the league. Um, 
I think you do that Schwarber and Nick and Bryce in the outfield. They should try. Yes, and, and Nick, I, I, I Charlie, I appreciate that. I, I do agree that they need to try it. Now, this isn't like I, I think everybody kind of wants us to be the outfield going forward. That is not going to work every single game. But when you need Alec Bohm in the starting rotation and you know you don't want to put him in the DH, or if you want to put him in the DH, you're gonna to have to find a way to put Schwarbs, Castellanos alongside Bryce Harper in the outfield. It, it, you're just going to have to try it out because for right now, Matt Veerling is giving you diddly poo offensively. And now defensively is an issue as well. So you got to find a way to mesh, put everyone out there, put the best bats out there, especially in this cold streak. So you got to, you're going to have to find a way to put them out there. And Johan Camargo with that glove, that glove is nasty. That glove is deserving, and he's actually smacking the ball around. I be, I believe what he went. He had two hits here today again as well. Um, Camargo only went, had one hit, but he to me his glove is enough for him to stay out there in the starting lineup. The bat, I I, I don't. We're not going to get much more from the bat. I just I just don't think so. There's a reason why he's he played what 13 games with the Atlanta Braves last year when they were dealing with all those injuries. So yeah, I, I mean, all they did have Austin Riley. That's that's a good point. You got one on there, but again, you got to find a way to get Bowman to this lineup, man. Uh, Zay, I'll oh, thank you so much. Zay. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, what do you think the Philly record's gonna be? Wow, man, we're going back to the we're going back to spring training, huh? Spring training conversation. I, I mean, before the season, I thought this would be an eighty-four to eighty-five win team, and I'm still sticking path to that. Um, a couple more wins at, with all the acquisition, acquisitions they had. I mean, I talked about it before the season. The defense in this pitching, it was a concern for myself. And it's early on in the season, it's been that concern. I mean, you, you haven't had consistent starting pitching. And defense, I mean, we obviously saw with the Alec Boehm game on Monday. Uh, Johan Camargo is a great glove, but you're not, you're not going to get the same batting production that you would get from an Alec Boehm there. And then Bryson Stott, he's been better in the field. But he's he's also a young pup getting his first starts out there. And he's doing I think he's doing great. Uh, so the concerns before the season are definitely there. But these bats, then we probably didn't expect them to start off slow. But that's not a big deal. Like some are making it out to be. So <laughs> Philly teams are the best. Say it louder, Zay. Say it louder. Amen, brother. What's up, Juan? We got Juan in the chat. What's happening, brother? How you feeling, man? Sure, Juan's chilling out there right now we know they lost all right we know they lost not that you don't have to rub it in our faces right now it's okay it's okay all right so tomorrow guys uh we got game two of the series against these freaking fish man the miami marlins another 640 uh first pitch here between both of these clubs of course like we mentioned already zach Eflin's gonna go up in the mound for his second start of the season and he will be going facing off against Pablo Lopez, uh, who is also going uh, for his second start of the season as well. Of course, as we know, in in um, his first start, which give me one second. I thought I had that pulled up here. Da, da, da. All right. In his first start, at Zach went four innings deep. He allowed uh, two hits, no earned runs, and he had three strikeouts. Obviously, a little bit of a pitch count. He's going to be going on a little bit of load management a la NBA style uh, to start off the season following his injury. So we'll see if the Phillies can bounce back 
Hopefully those bats can start off quick. You know, they, they had a good first inning again that ended with in just misery. Let's get some more runs. You know, you got one run because it's the Miami Marlins, and you did the same thing yesterday against the Mets. Tomorrow, I want to see these bats getting off quick. Let, let's 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 get a three nothing lead. Let's start off with a three nothing lead in the first two innings, and let's get let's give Zach Eflin some runs to feel more comfortable, and uh, we'll see what the lineup is. Maybe well, let's hope that Boom can get put out there. Um, with that pitching matchup, I know it's tough because I think Pablo is a righty. Obviously, Alec a righty as well, and that's when you get those right-handed pitchers, you're probably not going to see a lot of Alec Boom, but it would definitely, definitely be great. But again, guys, we'll we'll be back at it tomorrow for Phillies game recapping game two of the series against the Miami Marlins. Again tonight, your Philadelphia Phillies fall to the Marlins in game one, a 4-3 loss. We almost had it, guys. We almost had another late rally, but just not enough against the fight in fish. All right, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys hit the like button if you guys enjoyed the content, and make sure you guys subscribe to join on in this family. We talk Philly sports all the damn time, so don't ever miss out on any of this content. And of course, you can find, uh, if you're more of a podcaster, you can find all of these recordings um, in podcast form. Look it up under Oin Philly Sports, and you can find that wherever you stream podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go, Phils. Relax, y'all. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Talk to you guys soon.